Welcome to the Consciouspreneur Podcast, where we discuss and apply the principles of mindset, leadership, and business building strategies that align with our purpose, honor the people we work with, and generate a sustainable profit. Welcome, friends and listeners, to the Consciouspreneur Podcast. I am so excited, friends, about today. I've got someone here with me that we've just been chatting for a few minutes, and I already told him, I said, man, I love you, dude. I love the man that you are. Um, And he is a game changer and the epitome of the conscious entrepreneur, the consciouspreneur. So today, I've got the honor and privilege to interview and chat with our friend Brad Aronson. He is the author of an incredible book that I want to tell you what Forbes said about it. The most uplifting and life-affirming book in years. Boom. That's like a mic drop. And, and what big kudos from Forbes. It's called Humankind, Changing the World One Small Act of a Time. So um, as I introduce Brad, he's not only a game changer and author, he is an incredible husband. And as I read about Brad and got to know him, um, I'm like, and a fun dad. Uh, what a fun dad you are, because we t- we talked about games you created with your son, Jack. Is that correct, Brad? Yes, yes. Yeah, during COVID. Um, yeah, game-changing, uh, entrepreneur. He's someone who gives back. Um, I would consider him a philanthropist um, after reading, you know, everything from him. So, Brad, it's an honor and privilege. Thank you for, for your time today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you inviting me onto your podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and I know you've probably told this story a thousand times, but I think it's important. I I really think that the stories that we're given, right, through life in general, um, mold who we become, who we are, and have us end up writing books, right? So, um, if, if you could start us off by telling us a little bit about what your story and what led you to write this book called Humankind. So there were a couple inspirations for the book. One that I think is especially relevant to a conscious entrepreneur is uh, the high school graduation of a mentee of mine. So I, I attended her high school graduation it was uh, at Gerard College, which even though it's called Gerard College, is a high school in Philadelphia. Okay. And on, on my left-hand side was this 70-something-year-old man. And he told me that Gerard changed his life. He was a student there way back in the day. So he came back every year to cheer on the next generation of graduates. Uh, it was a two-hour drive for him. He came down. There's a part in the ceremony where you sing the school song. This guy stood up and belted it out so proudly. And on the other side of me was this woman and she was crying and she said she thought her daughter would be dead or in jail. And here she was graduating. The the commencement speaker gets up and talks about how this is an incredible day. The students at Girard are from areas of Philadelphia where it's expected that many of them will drop out of high school and that few will go on to college. Yet every single graduating senior had been accepted to college. And he talked about how they defied the odds and it was amazing. But, and his but was, we're in a world with so much negativity that good news stories like this don't make it into the media. And he talked about how unfortunate it was for these students that it, it, they're inheriting a world that's full of negativity. So, of course, the next day I wake up, I look everywhere online, there's nothing. I buy our daily newspaper, the Philadelphia Inquirer, 
read it page to page, nothing. And I'm thinking, wow, like I got to sit through a real live inspirational movie. And I knew that if other people knew about this, they would be lifted up. They would feel great. And that's what we all need. I mean, times are tough and we need to hear these good stories. Yes, we do. Yeah. And I decided that if I felt like they should be out there, I should start writing them. And that was kind of one of my initial uh, starts of writing more and more stories about people and organizations that inspired me because I thought it's there and it's missed way too often. Gosh, that is such, such a good story and heartwarming. And you know what? You're right. There's negativity everywhere. Um, and if my clients, I tell them, if you're stressed and anxious, please turn off the TV, right? Turn off the news, stop reading the newspaper, read good things, fill your brain. Your job is to fill your brain with good stuff, right? Because we're all in this together <laughs> and we get to choose on what we look at, right? And what we focus on. If you look at the negativity and focus on the negativity, what happens, you get more of it, right? Right. We see what we look for and we absorb it. And we have to decide, like you're saying, what are we going to read? And if we need to, we should seek out the positive and let it inspire us. There's plenty of websites filled with, with positive stories. Absolutely. But we got to go out and look for it because everything else just gives us the negativity because of the drama. Right? Yes. And, and what was the name of that school again? Could you mention that again? It's called Gerard College. Excellent. Well, how powerful. And we're going to have to chat after this because I've got a vision of, of helping foster children as well. Because um, once they age out of the system, they're kind of on their own. Right. Um, and, and that feeds into that negativity um, is because the stats show what happens to them, whether it's jail or drugs or suicide or addiction or homelessness. Um, and if we can pour into other humans the positivity and the encouragement, I think that's a game changer, Brad. Yes. Incredible. Yes. Incredible. And that's a, a, a group of, of young people who could really benefit from, from more help. Yeah, support. absolutely. How did you get involved with that college to begin with? So, you know, I, I teach and uh, one of my students, so I, I teach, it was actually at the time I was teaching in a program for older foster youth aging out of foster care. Because as you're saying, when you age out of foster care, you often suddenly, you don't have a home anymore because you're older and someone else moved into your spot in the foster home. You may not have an adult family member in your life to guide you. So our school kind of taught them about managing a budget, managing stress, all the things that you need to learn. And she was one of my students. And, uh, and so our school was an after school program. So after you do your regular school, you come to our school and, and get all these this knowledge you need as, as someone who's going to soon age out of foster care. And uh, so I, I got invited to and was excited to attend her high school graduation. So I went, uh, you know, and that's what brought me to Girard College uh, was, was her and, and her graduation, which was beautiful. That is just incredible. It really, really is. Um, and I love that in that kind of positivity, you pouring into her, she will pour into others. It trickles down. It certainly does. It's, it's all about like these little acts. I, I feel like I see it over and over. And of course it's what I look for. And it's why I wrote my book about it, how these seemingly trivial acts 
have this ripple effect just impacting thousands of people. Yes, absolutely. You know, and, and one thing that I tell people, because we never know what impact we're going to have on somebody, and we don't know what they're walking through, right? When you're talking to a cashier at a store, you could save their life by saying something nice. You could change their day by saying something nice or doing something nice. And there is something that I think you like to do, if I'm correct, and I read this right, during the holidays, you would talk to somebody out there about how stressful it must be for the cashiers, right? Because they're there supporting us, and you know that people are cranky during the holidays. <laughs> but there's either it's either something you do or a suggestion you made about the candy that may or the little things that may be around the cash register. Do you remember telling someone about that? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Tell us that story. What do you like to do during the holidays with the cashiers at the stores you're at? So this is something I heard from someone else and have now adopted as my own, uh, where you could tell, as you mentioned, during the holidays, it's really tough to be a cashier. You're working crazy shifts. People are cranky. Not us, of course, but other people are cranky. Yes, other people. <laughs> we hold the crankiness in. Couldn't be us. Couldn't be us. You know, what this person suggested is going to the cashier, like, hey, you look at the candy display that's typically in front, say, I want to get a, a candy. I don't know which to get. What's your favorite kind? Mm-hmm. And then when they tell you, you buy it on your way out, you say, here, I wanted you to have this. You're doing an amazing job. I know it's a really stressful time. And I remember my aunt, you know, had, I mentioned this to her and she called me up the next day and said, you wouldn't believe it. The cashier started crying when I gave her the candy. She said, like, it's so stressful and no one ever takes the time to say thank you. And when you're at those moments of stress, like those little things, it makes a huge difference. And and what was it? You know, a, a 95 cent candy bar? It was, yeah. To change someone's day and mm-hmm. to show appreciation. Um, it's so true. I love those things. And one of my favorite speakers um, said that she was at a, uh, Joyce Meyer, she said she was at a coffee shop um, and she had spoken to the barista or at Starbucks or a little mom and pop um, and was asking about these, you know, different coffee pots and stuff. And, um, and she walked away uh, after making her purchase with that coffee pot, and she and the barista had said something about this one is my favorite one. I really want to buy this, um, and I'm saving my money for it. Well, Joyce turned around, marched her rear end right back in that store, purchased another one, and handed it to her. I mean, what a game changer, right? If we can just show kindness and love to other people. Um, and you said something about, you know, I love this. Um, other people are cranky, not us. And actually, and that, and, and that's true because I think crankiness is a choice, right? We get to, with everything that's going on, when stuff happens, cause it's gonna, right? Life does this. It's up, it's down. You get good news, you get bad news. You're excited, you get disappointments. And what if, we can ride that roller coaster on an even kill, right? And, and then process what we can control and what we can't. And no matter what happens, still be kind to others. I mean, that that is ideal. I'll admit that I do get cranky. I try so hard not to, but, you know, you, you can't help it. And it's important. We're human. Right. It's important to try to recognize that so you don't take it out on someone else or, you know, you, you minimize when that happens. Uh, I, I had this 
routine where, you know, every morning I meditate for 10 minutes. Most people are a little, little more ambitious, but I find like 10 minutes, that, that, <laughs> that's what I can do. Time, my mind bounces everywhere for that 10 minutes. But at the very beginning, I think of something I want to do better. And there was a really stressful time in my life where I would just say, I want to pause because pausing allowed me to collect myself before I reacted in a way that was unkind to others. And reminding myself every morning within probably about six weeks, I noticed myself successfully stopping before I would say something and be like, oh no, did I just say or do that? Yeah. You know, and that's a matter of us moving through life, being um, molding ourselves into the person I think we're created to be um, because it's a skill and you hit it on the nail head, Brad, you said awareness and isn't awareness of whether you're cranky or negative, the step one in changing anything, being aware. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Making that choice to not pour the ickiness onto somebody else. So, and having a strategy for that. So when I work with clients and we come up with strategies, right? Because do, are we proud of when we do pour the crankiness out on someone? I'm not the same woman I was in my twenties. I probably poured some crankiness out on some people. (laughs) Right. But now I've got a strategy. If anyone gets me to pour crankiness on them, A, I've stepped out of who I am today, right? But I'm really in the wrong place <laughs> because I've got strategies, right? I've got them in place. And a strategy could be what exactly what you said. Number one, being aware of when it happens because we feel it in our body. It doesn't feel good, right? Number two, you pause, right? And number three, you make a different choice. That's a strategy. I really, really love that, Brad. Thank you for sharing that. Um, you had also said something about meditating in the morning. Um, and so we're talking about, it's interesting because I've, I specialize in entrepreneurship, you know, systems, models, activities, skill sets, mindset, all that stuff, but really this six inches. And that's where positivity does or does not land or live, right? And it's where it starts, right? Making that decision on what kind of person we want to be in life. Um, and, and, and it feels like you were so aligned with the idea behind the consciouspreneurship because really the consciouspreneur is exactly that, deciding who you want to be and how you want to show up, right? So you talked about starting your day with meditation. <clears throat> um, and, and I encourage our readership to have that morning routine where you set your feet on a firm foundation Uh, And what I tell them to do is you pick from all these things and meditation may be one. I'm like you, Brad. Um, You know, my meditation is watch the, you know, silence the mind and see the thought come in and push it to the side and start all over (laughs) and do that for 10 minutes. (laughs) Uh, Some people are really, really good at it. um, And I'm working on that. Um, But what is there anything else you do? to start your morning so that you, whether it's it starts off with bad news or you wake up on the wrong side of the bed to turn it around. Meditation is one. Is there anything else you do in like a morning routine? So so my general routine is, you know, I'll wake up, I I stretch, and I love to stretch. Uh, then I do my meditation. Then I wake up everyone else in the house. We get our son off to school. I do a quick 
clean so the downstairs is nice and clean and then get to work. If it's a really stressful time, you know, I'm an early morning person. I will sometimes take a very early morning walk uh, where it's just quiet. We live in Philadelphia. It's a, it's a big city. There's a lot of noise. It's quiet early in the morning. You just get a nice walk and that will help help center me. Uh, but that's that's my general morning routine. And I have, sometimes I feel like I have so much to do that I want to skip the stretching and the meditation. But if, when I do, I find that I'm more anxious, even though I gained whatever that was, a half hour of total time. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's, it's so very true. And we get to choose, do you know who Dr. Joe Dispenza is? I don't. Yeah, he's written several books on, um, and he talks about how we can rewire the brain. And you do that with people for not even knowing it. You help them rewire their brain for positivity. And the way I say it is we can wire our brain for stress, fear, worry, doubt, and anxiety by the things we do first thing in the morning and what we pour into our head. Or we can choose to rewire it because of the neuroplasticity for peace, calm, clarity, positivity, focus, and if we get to choose, I would encourage our, our, um, the contraspreneur to buy the book, Humankind, Changing the World One Small Act at a Time, because you tell stories in there, right? So tell us about the stories that you tell in the book. So there, you know, I love, I love the stories about how you don't have to be a millionaire or have like a dozen helpers or be a genius to make a difference. Anyone, like I can make a difference with a small act of kindness. So the stories are about people who saw something they wanted to change and did something small. So there's there's Rita Scavone, who is from Philadelphia, and okay. she was upset by seeing how many people were hungry. So she decided she would just make an extra portion of dinner every night, and the next day give it to someone who was hungry. And her church found out. So her church joined her. Then other people found out. And now what started as her making an extra portion of dinner has turned into a nonprofit that's given out 16 million meals and, and that provides all these other services in Philadelphia. She didn't plan it that way. She no. just Right. She just decided that she wanted to make a difference. And instead of waiting for something to happen. She would just do her own little tiny thing. And so many of the stories in the book are similar where people said, I want to do something and this is what I can do. And it magically just grew from there into, into these, wow. these beautiful opportunities. So inspiring, Brad. And so I, I, like I said, I want to encourage our readership to, to get your book. And if you don't have a morning program or routine, add that book and just read one act of kind, one story per day. Because what you just told me, I could hear the positivity and I could feel it welling up in my body. And when you are putting good stuff into your mind, and doing gratitude or reading these positive stories, it raises your vibration. That can set the tone for the day. And what you just shared with us tells me that positivity is contagious. Of all the things. <laughs> right. It, 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 it is like what, so it's interesting because I didn't think about this when I wrote the book. I didn't think about how people would read it. I've had so many emails from readers saying, Every morning or every night, I read one story and it just makes me more positive. Uh, and I also hear people saying, 
I read this and now here's what I'm doing because you're seeing that you don't have to be Bill Gates or Warren Buffett. You can be the guy down the street or, or the woman that you know from you know school and just take that tiny step and, and see where it goes. Absolutely. And let God or the universe do the rest. Because like you said, it's like magic. It's planting a seed. Yes. Right? And who knows where it's going to go, but do your part. What a great message, Brad. What a great message. Um, I know also in the back of the book, there's a resource guide. Tell us about that. So in like throughout the book, the book has these stories about how a little drop turns into a ripple, turns into a wave, makes all this change. And there's, at the end of every chapter, these what we can do sections, which breaks it down to like, if you want to make a difference, here's some things you could do in your own life. And at the end, the resource section has all these nonprofits that are absolutely amazing at providing opportunities to kind of channel our desires to do good. And there's short-term nonprofits where like we could decide we want to write letters to seniors and we write letters and this non- we send it to this nonprofit and they give it out to lonely seniors. And there's long-term ones where we could be matched with a, a youth who needs a mentor and mentor that child for years. So depending on what you're looking for, long-term, short-term, uh, virtual, in-person, uh, I tried to vet out like great partners that could help us do the good we want to do. Because it, it could be hard to do it on your own and we don't have to. Like there's organizations already figured it out and we can partner with them. Yeah. And just think about that, a senior who maybe didn't have kids and their spouses died and they're alone. For them to receive a letter from the kindness of a stranger, do you? can you imagine what kind of joy that will well up inside of them? It's unbelievable. And you know, the story behind that nonprofit is great as well. So I'd like to, you know, the little snippets are, here's some history on the nonprofit and here's what it does and how you can get in touch. That nonprofit was started by Jacob Kramer when he was 13 years old. He was really close with his grandfather. His grandfather died and he wanted to do something in his grandfather's honor. So he started visiting a nursing home and then he realized the people that were lonely. So he started writing letters and it made them so happy that he created this nonprofit that now has 50,000 volunteer letter writers. They deliver oh my gosh. They deliver hundreds of thousands of letters a year to, you know, elderly people in the US and in other countries. And he's now, you know, a senior in college and still running this organization, but it came from when he was 13 years old, he said, "I want to I want to do something to honor my grandfather." And it just kind of rolled forward. Wow. That is just just so powerful. Yet another example, you don't have to be Bill Gates. You don't have to have a lot of money. You just have to choose to do something. Yes. Right? Whether it's write a letter, get a book, visit somebody. I can't wait for our followers in in the Consciouspreneur community to get a hold of your book. I can tell you each and every one of my clients will be receiving one. I think this is so important and the world needs to hear this message, right? Because we're all in this together. Um, So if we know in our our final, in our closing thoughts, I'd love to hear from you what you think the Consciouspreneur needs to hear as a summary 
um, from you and your experiences, Brad. And, and, and so for any new listeners, the, the definition of a consciouspreneur is someone who wants to have an impact on people, right, uh, in general, on the world, whether it's small or big or a few people or a lot of people, while making a profit, right, because we have to make a living, <laughs> Right. But having that impact is like really aligned in their values. That's how they were wired Um, while making a profit. They know that personal growth and development is key, which is what we're talking about today. Being aware of how we're impacting others and making the choice to be kind. Right. That is personal growth and development um, because we can just fall into the negativity and they care deeply about their people and others. So knowing that's the definition of the consciouspreneur and what would be some like closing thoughts, advice, or anything you've got that you think our, our readership and followers need to hear, Brad? I mean, I, I believe there's no better people to change the world than consciouspreneurs because we are doers. We are people who see a problem and say, I want to do something about it. And my advice would be take that step. Don't think too hard about it. Don't start with something huge and grand. Start really small. And then you can grow from there. And it's once you do it, it's easy. Once you take that step and see where it goes and keep going, uh, it's easy. And, And often it's right in front of us. You know, we, we have employees and we can see that someone's going through a hard time and we might not reach out to them because we think it's awkward. We don't know what we'd say. You know, all you have to do is say, hey, I noticed it looks like you're going through a hard time. I'll let you know I'm thinking about you. You know, for my book, I interviewed hundreds of people who were going through rough times because these small acts of kindness changed their lives. The one thing, the only thing every single person I interviewed agreed on was that being seen mattered. Just having someone say, I'm thinking about you. Like, I don't need to talk about your problem if you don't want to. I don't need to be intrusive. I can just say, you know what? I want to let you know I'm thinking about you. And here's a, here's a distracting magazine that I thought would be fun or a funny cartoon. Uh, so we all have that power to take that little step. But overall, let's use our gifts. Like if we're entrepreneurial and we see something we want to change, let's take that small step, do something and see where it leads us. I love that, Brad. I love that. So tell our readers. So the book, again, is Humankind, Changing the World, One Small Act at a Time. Where can our readers and followers grab a copy of your book? So you can get a copy of my book on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, any bookstores, uh, digital and print, and also all proceeds, 100% of the proceeds go to the nonprofit Big Brothers Big Sisters. So it is also... Uh, doing good uh, with the profits that come from the book, which which I because I love Big Brothers Big Sisters and I think it's such a needed organization. So that's where all the money goes. Oh, I love that! Fabulous. And then if they want to follow you, because I'm following you, <laughs> but I want you to share because we all just need to surround ourselves with more positivity because positivity begets positivity. So in order to see what you're up to, where are the best places? to uh, follow you and to, and to see what you're up to. So, you know, you could follow me however you like to use social media. So I'm on Instagram, uh, Brad Aronson, uh, Facebook, Brad Aronson author page, LinkedIn, my name. So, so wherever you're comfortable, I'm not an avid user of social media, but I do post uh, updates and communicate with people through social media. It's a great way to, to hear, hear all the goodness that's going out there and then try to share it with others. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Brad, I just cannot thank you enough for your time, uh, for the human being that you are, right, in sharing your time with us today. Like I said before the podcast started, I hope I'm like, I hope this is not weird, but I already love you, dude. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> You're stuck with me and tell me I said thank you. <laughs> I will. I will. Uh, yeah. So um, once again, you, everyone, you've got um, the, all these different ways. Grab the book, Humankind Changing the World, One Small Act at a Time. Brad, it's been an honor and a privilege. Thank you so much for your time today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. We're not just a podcast. We're a community. So before you go, we invite you to join the Consciouspreneur Mastermind community. We are a powerful movement of high-achieving, impact-focused entrepreneurs who are leading the charge, making the world a better place through business. We offer a comprehensive suite of tools, techniques, support, and direction, all rolled up into a community-driven, inspirational launchpad. We will nudge you out of your comfort zone and into your genius zone so that you can lead your business with clarity and focus. If you're looking for a community of like-minded and like-spirited people who support your personal development and business growth, well, you found the right place. Plus, we have a lot of fun. After all, if you're not having fun, you're not doing it right. Remember, we're all in this together. Check out the link in the details in the description below and help our community grow by liking, subscribing, and sharing the content. We look forward to having you join us next week. Until then.